From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4BB and this is the WIA National News Service for week commencing August 30, 2015. After floating off the coast of Chile, Pico Balloon PS49 from VK3 has been lost due to bad weather. It was brought down near South America after a week of tracking. Meantime, the earlier balloon, PS48, launched on August 8, reached Brazil, but a suspected antenna fault has since made tracking virtually impossible. The latest, PS50, put up on Sunday, August 23, headed well south of New Zealand, then across the international date line, and at last report was likely heading for South America. To commemorate Anzac 100, a series of articles appear in the WIA journal Amateur Radio Magazine, and in one, Jim Linton, VK3PC, writes about the Anzac Hostel Receiver. At a time when radio broadcasting was relatively new, Anzac casualties recovering in a nursing hostel were given a new state-of-the-art wireless set so they could listen in and enjoy. The WIA Victorian Division with money raised from its various sections, donated a broadcast receiver to the Anzac Hostel at Brighton in Bayside, Melbourne. The fundraising was a card night which attracted more than 350 players and had a wireless-equipped car that attended concerts, picture nights and various radio demonstrations. Radio Broadcast Magazine reported at the time that the six-valve receiver was the best possible Plus, the installation included antenna, wiring and headphones to some 28 points within the building. Now a look at what is expected in the WIA Anzac 100 commemoration program. Due on air this weekend, August 29.30, the postponed commemoration by VI0 Anzac. Operator Doug VK0DMV is proud to be able to use VI0 Anzac from a very cold Casey station in the Australian Antarctic Territory. During this week, it has been windy at Casey, the temperature minus 22 degrees. Now, might I suggest you make a late check of expected times and frequencies? You'll find these on the website wia.org.au. Looking ahead in the Anzac 100 program, there's worldwide expectation building around that on September 11-12, the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group of Adelaide will use VK 100 Anzac on the digital voice mode, free DV. Among them will be David, VK5 DGR, an architect of free DV, who was awarded the WIA Technical Innovation Award for this achievement. A digital voice VK100 Anzac commemorates the 26th Infantry Battalion arrival at Gallipoli and its deployment to Taylor's Hollow. Also in September, we have Operation Jaywick. This was the secret operation that sunk seven enemy ships in Singapore Harbour in 43. The 11th Light Horse Regiment World War I battle in Palestine. The Victoria Cross Medal that ended up in the Adelaide City Council Chamber. And HMAS Stirling, the facility in Perth, will all be on air. All Anzac 100 commemorations issue EQSLing and are listed on wia.org.au. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. The Australian Government has announced its response to the Spectrum Review. Return to your seats, folks, and buckle your seatbelts. We anticipate turbulence ahead. 
The Government will implement all the recommendations of the Spectrum Review conducted over 2014 and 2015 by the Department of Communications together with the Australian Communications and Media Authority. Announced on Tuesday last, the 25th of August, a tight program of changes to legislation and regulations will be carried out over the next two years, commencing in October and running through to mid-2017, when the new regime is intended to start. As expected, a single licensing system is the principal feature of what the government is calling the new Spectrum Framework. The current apparatus, class and spectrum licensing regimes will disappear to be replaced with licences that set out the conditions of use for spectrum access detailed in a set of key parameters. Known as parameters-based licensing, the core conditions to be included in a licence will be set out in the proposed new Radio Communications Act with the detail on these parameters to be developed by the ACMA in consultation with users and set out in subordinate instruments, a suite of regulations. The Spectrum Review recommended that likely core parameters might include frequencies, geographical details, rights to renewal and terms for variation or revocation, together with price and payment methods. Broadcasters, commercial, defence and other government users Scientific, aeronautical, maritime, private, amateur and other not-for-profit users, as well as type-approved wireless devices, will all be affected by the new Spectrum framework. The Department of Communications has advised that a review of pricing for Spectrum access is to commence immediately and continue until mid-2016. New pricing arrangements are scheduled to commence in mid-2017, along with the start of the new licensing system. We are assured that the regulatory burden of the new Spectrum framework will be simpler and faster. I might remind you that the next federal election may be held sometime over mid to late 2017. On the WIA website, you can find out what the Minister for Communications, the Honourable Malcolm Turnbull MP, had to say about it in his media release, along with the timetable for implementation put out by the Department of Communications. Visit wia.org.au. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. What is immediately facing the WIA? The current WIA Hot Issues section on the website gives you a view into some of the major pressure points that the WIA stays across on your behalf. This is all part of the service that the WIA provides to amateur radio. You can find the list easily. Just click the burning flame icon on the home page. Some of the items are on the list because they need further action or submissions. Some are there to invite input from members. Others are tracking long-term activities or have an indefinite time frame. All these items are things that are identified and watched by the WIA board. To be informed and become aware, check out the current WIA Hot Issues section at www.wia.org.au via the icon on the homepage or type Hot Issues into the search bar. Hi, this is Phil Waite, VK2ASD, President of the WIA. I'd like to tell you about WIA Special Purpose Grants. The WIA board has allocated up to $6,000 in 2016 for WIA special purpose grants. The grants are available to affiliated clubs and members. 
They are also open to non-members and non-affiliated organisations so long as the project is for the broad benefit of amateur radio and they contribute at least 50% of their own funds. We are looking for projects which push the boundaries, which are new, realistic, achievable within 12 months from the date of the grant or partially achievable through a staged process and they should broadly benefit amateur radio in Australia. Complex projects with developmental risk can be staged over several years with ongoing funding dependent on meeting targets. Each project will be vetted by an independent committee comprising Peter Freeman, VK3PF, Scott Watson, VK4CZ, Gary Beach, VK2KYP, Drew Diamond, VK3XU and Peter Hartfield, VK3PH. They bring a diverse range of skills and perspectives. The committee will evaluate proposals based on criteria set by the WIA board and in accordance with the strategic direction of the WIA. This year's strategic direction is the advancement of amateur radio in Australia through innovation, experimentation and education. More detailed information on the WIA's special purpose grants and the evaluation procedure has been placed on the WIA website. The closing date for receiving proposals is the 18th of December this year. We look forward to some interesting projects in the years ahead, so please check it out on the WIA website. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD, for the WIA. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Let's whip around VK and in VK1 the next foundation course in the ACT is scheduled for the 19th and 20th of September. If you're listening in the area and you know anybody maybe that's in the area that may be interested in participating, please let them know and encourage them to apply for the course no later than September 13. Lismore Area and VK2 has their Summerland Amateur Radio Club and September looks a busy month in their logbook. The 2nd of September, the morning tea at the Ras Hotel. 12th, 13th of September, Paddle for Life. Down the Richmond River, Weiss and Comms tasked here to assist. 14th to 18th September, the Standard Amateur Radio Licence course is planned to run. Contact Duncan, VK2DLR. In VK3, homebrewers in VK3 look at the Arduino computer. A special workshop, Getting Started with Arduino for Amateur Radio, will be held Saturday, 5th of September, by the VK3 Homebrewers Construction Group. Julie, VK3 FOWL, and Joe, VK3 YSP, will present the topic that will show how easy it can be used to use the Arduino. The workshop will include how to select hardware, installing software, writing and debugging your first program and the application and ideas for amateur radio. This is a popular and inexpensive way for hobbyists to apply digital techniques to their projects. Boards are either pre-assembled or as do-it-yourself kits. There will be four new Arduino Pro Micros to give away as prizes. All open source software is provided. So don't miss this Arduino presentation at the Homebrew Construction Group meeting, 2pm, Saturday, September 5, at Amateur Radio Victoria, 40G Victory Boulevard, Ashburton. What use is an F-call? When I started recording this weekly segment, there were lots of things I didn't know. I was apprehensive about how my contributions to Amateur Radio might be received, about what I should talk about, 
how long it should last, what tone I should set, how technical I should be, and all manner of other considerations. When I started in amateur radio itself, not long before I started this segment, I had similar concerns and considerations, things I was worried about and skills I was unsure about. Today that is still the case, but of course in time the what's and the how's have evolved. I still question the things I know to be true, just to make sure that I understood what I was being told, or that I had completed the procedure correctly. I speak to new amateurs almost every week. I also speak to senior members of our community regularly. One thing is clear, is that human frailty is universal. There is one thing that sets the experienced members aside from the new members. That is, how they react to this uncertainty. New members almost universally defer to their seniors, to the point of being silent when a senior member speaks out and says or does something wrong. In an aeroplane, such circumstances can lead to planes crashing. In amateur radio, the consequences are less likely to be quite that catastrophic. Nonetheless, if you're a new amateur, it doesn't mean that you're wrong, or what you might know is something the other person didn't know, or might have forgotten. So, don't let your newness to the hobby prevent you from speaking up and asking questions. There's nothing wrong with asking someone to explain something. Perhaps you'll learn something, or perhaps they'll learn something from you. Communities like ours can only thrive if all members participate. So, new or old, go out, get on air, play during field days and participate in contests. Have fun. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Innovative transceiver launched at Tokyo Ham Fair 2015. ICOM Incorporated had a huge amount of interest on its stand at the just-held Tokyo Ham Fair, with the unveiling of the IC7300 HF 50MHz 70MHz transceiver. The launch, which caught most people by surprise, saw the manufacturer introduce a new base station transceiver, incorporating the latest RF direct sampling system, a first for an amateur radio transceiver. IC7300 uses a technology normally seen in software-defined radios. RF signals are mostly processed through the field-programmable gate array, rather than by physical devices enabling high-performance real-time spectrum scope in a compact body. 2015 IARU Region 3 Conference, October 12-16. STARS report decline in requests. Support to the Amateur Radio Service, STARS, have reported to IARU Region 3, our own Asia-Pacific zone, that only Nepal has requested assistance in the past three years. The work of STARS is specifically directed to those areas of the region where amateur radio activity is low or non-existent. The STARS paper submitted for the 2015 IARU Region 3 conference says that only the Nepal Amateur Radio League responded to a 2013 STARS questionnaire sent to Afghanistan, Cambodia, Iran, Laos, Maldives, Myanmar and Nepal. They had a requirement for handheld radios but it was not realised due to the high import custom duty of 43%. In their report for the conference, the ARRL says regarding 5 MHz at WRC15, the best we can hope for in the US position is a 25 kHz secondary allocation. The ARRL say, while the United States is generally supportive of the amateur and amateur satellite services at WRCs and in other ITU venues, 
It has been difficult to gain support from the federal government side for Agenda Item 1.4, the 5 MHz allocation. The best we can hope for in the US position is a 25 kHz secondary allocation, and only then if this becomes the CITEL, Inter-American Proposal, IAP, which is currently for a 175 kHz secondary allocation. Regarding membership, they say while the trends in both licensing and ARRL membership in the US territories in Region 3 are downward, overall ARRL membership is growing slowly but steadily. Membership increased each year from 2006 to 2014 and continues to increase during 2015. The main factors contributing to growth are a similar rate of growth in the number of licensed radio amateurs mainly because of continuing interest in emergency, disaster and public service communications and improvements in membership services and no increase in the basic dues rate of $39 per year since 2001. A dues increase is likely in 2016. A different story in Korea. The Korean Amateur Radio League, KARL, has submitted their report to the 16th IARU Region 3 Conference, which will take place in October 12-16. to 16. They say the total number of amateur radio stations has fallen from 2009 to 2015, a massive drop of 22%. However, in 2013, a new fourth-class amateur radio licence was introduced to promote the hobby in Korea. To obtain this licence, it is necessary to participate in eight hours of lectures designed to introduce amateur radio to beginners. Holders are permitted to use 10 watts output on the VHF-UHF bands. In the last two years since its introduction, 5,669 people have taken the new licence. The KARL also describes how the introduction of a mountaintop 144 MHz repeater with a 500 km range has boosted amateur radio in the country. For our Kiwi friends, your next NZART official broadcast will be made on Sunday the 30th of August. The broadcast is made on 3900 kHz and on the national system and local VHF repeaters. The broadcast is made at 2000 hours, 8pm, with a repeat at 2100 hours at 9pm. In Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ 2015. A Lara Wild Contest this weekend. Saturday 29th August, though 400 hours UTC to 13.59 hours UTC. Sunday. 30th August, 0400 hours UTC to 13.59 hours UTC. Oceana DS Contest Voice, first full weekend in October. Oceana DS Contest CW, second full weekend in October. WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day, the weekend of the 14th and 15th of November. Microwave exponent at a lookout. Another example of portable operation, this time using microwaves, comes from Peter Westgraff, VK3APW, who set up on a lookout at Cape Horn Lock in Victoria, South Gippsland. In the WIA VHF UHF Winter Field Day in June, he contacted other operators on the 2.4 GHz, 3.4 GHz, 5.7 GHz and 10 GHz bands in Section 2 for single operator portable stations, winning with 2516 points. 
He told the Lock Express by a monthly newsletter that he believes the Celebrate location is one of Victoria's best-kept secrets. Peter VK3APW will be back again at the Vantage Point for the VHF UHF Spring Field Day on Saturday the 14th and Sunday the 15th of November. If you're hearing a little more than usual CW this weekend, maybe it's due to the fact that the South African Radio League HF CW contest will take to the air on Sunday afternoon, 30th August, from 1300 hours to 1630 UTC, with activity taking place on 80, 40 and 20 metres. Special event stations, DX Beacon, Repeater and Net Advice. Optimism for North Korea, DX Expedition. Persistent optimism continues to prop up the hopes of several individual radio amateurs and groups to mount a DX expedition to the most wanted and elusive DXCC entity on the globe. The Democratic People's Republic of North Korea, P5. The RSGB report EA5RM and EA7AJR met with North Korean officials earlier in August and are hopeful that permission will be granted. The process has so far taken two years. Other groups and individuals are also due to meet officials looking for permission to operate from North Korea. Jim W2JHP is operating as V31TA from Ternafee Atoll in Belize, Central America, to the 4th of September. This island counts as NA123 for the Islands on the Air Award. A reminder that a group of UK operators will be activating Newey Island, OC040, as E6GG, from the 16th to the 29th of September. They will be on 160 to 10 metres. The Bolivian Amazon jungle is a rare location to hear on the air. Antonio as CP1XRM will be there from the 29th of August to the 15th of September. He is working on an NGO project installing solar-powered HF radios for medical purposes. During his spare time, he will operate as CP1XRM, but QSL to Antonio's home call, the A5RM. A Sicilian station, II9IARU, will be on the air from the 1st of September to the 31st of December to celebrate the 90th anniversary of the International Amateur Radio Union. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. The 2015 annual DATV QSO party, sponsored by Amateur Radio Victoria and the Melbourne ATV Group, was a huge success with a record number of ATV stations participating and viewers watching direct from ATV repeaters on the British Amateur TV Club streamer and on the high-definition YouTube stream provided by courtesy of Ralph, VK3 Lima Lima. And this one was a uh, spectacular success, as we will see. Over the period of the 25-hour event, Ralph reports that we had a total of 655 people on the YouTube stream, with a peak number of concurrent users at 39. We had viewers from Antigua, Argentina, Austria, Australia, Belgium, Canada, Switzerland, Chile, China, France, Great Britain, Ireland, South Korea, New Zealand, Peru, Sweden, Slovenia, Turkey and the United States. We did have some technical troubles with Skype and may look to other means for next year. What is required is a system that is easy to use and universally available. Friday night saw most of the current Melbourne ATV group participate through VK3RTV and we had contacts through the Sydney ATV repeaters VK2RTS and VK2RTV, and the Brisbane ATV repeater VK4RMG. 
A short video was played provided by Winston, VK7EM, showing a trek to a disused mine in northern Tasmania. Contacts were also made to VK5 and VK7 by Skype. In all cases, Skype was routed by the net controller, VK3BFG, by 23cm digital ATV to VK3RTV. The source for the YouTube streamer was a set-top box tuned to VK3RTV at the QDH of Ralph, VK3 Lima Lima. Saturday saw contacts to WR8ATV, the DATV repeater, in Columbus, Ohio, and also through the W680N network in Southern California. A feature of that was across to W680N, and a tour of the commercial TV station on Mount Wilson, conducted by W6SVT. Saturday night saw contacts in the UK via GB3HV in the home counties, an ATV repeater with direct Skype access. Peter would like to thank Peter VK4EA for acting as net controller in Brisbane, Gary VK2CRJ as a net controller in Sydney, and to David, VK5DMC, for his efforts to get the Port Pirie repeater, VK5RMC, up and running. As usual, Art, WA8RMC, in Columbus, Ohio, and Don, K6BXT, in Mission Viaja, in Southern California, were the international net controllers. Over the period of the event, a total of approximately 700 people participated as net controllers, ATV stations and viewers, which made this an outstanding success. A very special thanks to the guys from the Melbourne ATV group who always provide me with great support. Best 73 from Peter, VK3BFG. And continuing on from the 2015 DATV QSO party, it's to the final frontier. Send your name to Mars. Mars enthusiasts from around the world can participate in NASA's journey to Mars by adding their names to a silicon microchip headed to the red planet aboard NASA's InSight Mars lander, scheduled for launch next year. To send your name to Mars aboard the InSight, go to the text edition of this news best read at www.wia.org.au. And the launch date for AMSAT FOX 1A. Jeru Buxton, N0JY, AMSAT Vice President of Engineering, advises that AMSAT has been informed that the launch date for FOX 1A is now scheduled for October the 8th. Jota Early Plan announced for a Melbourne Scout region. A plan that, if supported, could see Scouts in the Melbourne suburban municipalities of Burundara, Yarris, Donington, Glenara, Bayside, Port Phillip and Melbourne involved in a jamboree of the air in October. The Cub Scout Commissioner for Melbourne, Murray Taylor, VK3MJT, wants help from radio amateurs to run possible activities based for communication planned exercises. The proposal includes Scouts involved in a simulated disaster scenario, ARDF direction finding, map reading, a museum look at telephone communications development and a historical display of radio equipment. Murray VK3MJT does not have sufficient support yet, but remains hopeful that the multi-site event on the Jota weekend of October the 17th and 18th will occur. Can you assist? His contact details are in the text edition of this news broadcast. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio, Shoreham Plane Crash and Raynet. 
The South Sussex Rainit Group, assisted by members of South Kent Rainit, provided communication support for the organisers and the user services at the Shoremare Show on Saturday, August 22nd. At about 1.20pm, a Hawker Hunter aircraft crashed into vehicles on the A27 during a flying display. Later that afternoon, the following was posted to the South Sussex Rainet Facebook page. South Sussex Rainet Group are currently assisting with the emergency services and other voluntary agencies in RAFA with a major incident. All of our team are safe and will continue to help with the recovery late into the evening. On Monday, August 24th, the South Sussex Rainet Group posted... South Sussex will again today have a team at the site at the Shoreham Airport. For us, this tragic event is drawing to a close and it's now more about recovering hired and our own equipment from the site. Today's team will be much smaller, most having returned to their day jobs this morning. The group's committee of management will be working with the national and other agencies to support its members as they come to terms with the details of the weekend's events. Weissen Activity With the usual upswing in Wyson-supported activities, shortly VK1 are planning a Wyson Equipment Maintenance and Information Session on Saturday the 12th of September. The primary attendee of this event is to test the equipment in their pool of gear to make sure that it's all in good working order before they try to put it into service, but will also have some programming and testing equipment present to assist with the programming of radios for Wyson events. Matt VK1MA and Phil VK1PL from Weissen ACT also tell us that the next scheduled Weissen field activity is on the 27th of September, the Brookvale Horse Enduro. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Well, thanks for listening to WIA and the Amateur Radio News Service. On this channel, coming up next, VK7 WIA News, VK6 News West, VK5, their local club news. In VK4, Q News is on its way. And in VK2, the VK2 WIA News follows. This, the WIA Amateur Radio News Broadcast. I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.